Welcome to episode 61 of Motivated AF with Katie Forbes. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Katie Forbes. And on this episode, we are talking about people who cannot admit fault, people who cannot say I'm sorry, and people who always think they are right. We all know someone, right, that's like, no matter what happens, they are sticking to their guns and they are not going to apologize and they are not going to admit they're wrong. I've kind of over the years seen people like that and discovered a couple like couple of things that run through every single one for the most part, not to sum everybody up, but for the most part, there seems to be some key things that these people have in their background. And so that's what I want to talk about so that we can see a different perspective as to why maybe they don't feel comfortable apologizing or admitting fault when it seems so simple or easy to do so for you or me. So that is what we are going to get into today. I hope that you get something from this and let's get started. I don't need to make sense. I don't try to write because I paid my dues. Yeah, I've done my time. I might eat my hat, I might lose my case, but I won't have my words behind a poker face. You know that there's no rest for the weary. Brother, don't waste my time, cause I already made up my mind. Oh, there's no rest for the weary. Yes, today we're just fine, but the future's on. I'm sorry. My bad. I deeply regret my actions. I sincerely apologize. That's on me. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh wait, that last one is something different. When it comes to apologizing, why can't some people seem to do it? Well, before that question can even be answered, the person must first be able to see that they may even be at fault. And what is one of the first things we are told when something bad happens? Don't admit fault. Everybody has heard that one. When you get in a wreck, don't admit fault. When someone gets hurt, don't admit fault. And while this is probably good legal advice, the society standard for most things seems to be to not admit fault, even if It is your fault. Despite what the children's books may say, we are often taught by example that being wrong shows weakness or stupidity on our part. And I don't know about you, but I don't exactly like feeling weak and stupid. But what society tells us and what reality tells us may be two different things. Because while I'll confess that having to admit that I'm wrong is humbling and uncomfortable, if I know I was at fault... I end up feeling a hell of a lot better after I do. So this is a really interesting topic for me. The idea of why certain people can't ever seem to admit being wrong or apologize, no matter how much the facts scream that they should, is something everyone has encountered at one time or another. Okay, well, it's usually something we encounter on a daily basis. No one wants to concede. No, you're wrong. I'm right. Social media is a great place to find people not admitting they were wrong. People on social media will let you know pretty quickly that it wasn't that they were wrong. It was just that you misunderstood them. 
And by law of averages, that's certainly the case sometimes. There are times people are right and others misunderstand. But while we do see people all over social media saying in a manner of words, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, if any of us were truly being honest, we'd have to admit there's often a much different thought going through our heads, and that is, it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. Now, are we usually willing to admit that to anyone? Of course not. I've found that we are often arguing with ourselves in those situations. There's usually two defaults. The first is, it's not my fault. And the second is, it is my fault. People usually fall into one of those two camps. But the first camp, the it's not my fault camp, is usually the one packed out with the most people. As I was saying, nobody necessarily loves admitting fault and apologizing. None of us are out here trying to find as many ways as we can to be wrong and apologize. But with that being said, most reasonable people will admit when they are wrong and are willing to apologize at least 25% of the time that they should be doing it. Myself included. I'm kind of kidding. I'm kind of not. But there's also that group of people who would rather go down with the ship rather than admit it's sinking. I want to talk about those people for a little bit today. And as I talk about these kinds of people, you will no doubt either recognize yourself or someone you know as this type of personality. But first, I'd like to preface this by saying that this is a fictional person I'm about to describe. As I said, you will no doubt recognize either yourself or someone you know as I get into this. That does not mean it is literally about you. I swear to God, this is not about anyone specific, but rather a type of personality that frustrates a lot of people. Are you ready? Here we go. This person is never wrong. This person will still deny being wrong, even in the face of proven facts. This person's problems always seem to happen to them rather than believing their own behavior could have perhaps contributed to their own problems. This person will grasp at anything and everything, including exposing truths that were not theirs to tell, in order to appear on the right side of an argument or issue. My southern dad used to call this specific tactic playing looky over yonder. It was something I was never allowed to do as a kid. I often still hear my dad's voice echoing in my ears when an issue arises. Katie, we're not going to play looky over yonder. Very rarely are disagreements all one person's fault. So Katie, I don't care if they are 99% wrong and you are 1% wrong. You still need to admit and apologize for your 1%. Their bad behavior does not mean you are allowed to behave badly too. You have no idea just how much this annoyed me as a teenager. But dad was not a sentence I was often allowed to finish in these moments. And that's because, as I said, I wasn't allowed to play looky over yonder. But as much as my dad's lecturing drove me crazy in my younger years, I am now unbelievably grateful that he made sure that I knew how to own up to my mistakes and apologize for them. When I was a kid, there were times when my parents would apologize to us when they felt they overreacted or they later realized they were wrong about something they said to us. Back then, I didn't think much of it, but as an adult, I realized just how humbling that would be. I look at kids now and think, my parents apologized to us when we were little shits like these kids are? That must have been excruciating, seeing our smug-ass faces and having to be humble before some kids. 
Now, I will say, they didn't grovel at our feet or anything, and they usually followed the apology with a something like, I'm still the parent, though, and at the end of the day, what I say goes. Which, even looking back, I think was fair enough. In my home, it was usually safe to be wrong, as long as you acknowledged it and you sincerely apologized. When you're a kid, there's usually a period of time where you assume everyone's home life is like your home life. And that is true whether your home life is shitty or your home life is pretty fucking great. So for a long time, I assumed other people apologized and their parents apologized the same way and as often as my family did. Boy, was I wrong. In fact, as I got out into the world, I realized just how rare it was to meet people who were willing to admit they were wrong and apologize about anything even the smallest things. In my early 20s, this confused the hell out of me. Why would a seemingly intelligent and logical person have this blind spot where nothing they say or do is ever their fault and they are never wrong no matter how much evidence there is to the contrary? Didn't they realize they looked foolish? How could they not see just how ridiculous they sounded as they tried to spin every single thing as someone else's fault? Eventually, I figured it out. Most of the time, it boiled down to how that person was raised. Of course, there's your paths, both socio and psycho, and your extreme narcissists. But those are mental health issues that I'm not really qualified to speak on. So go ahead and imagine an asterisk next to what I'm saying, and know those types of people are not who I'm addressing. But like I said, I've found that it often boils down to the way they were raised. I became an adult and realized that while being wrong or admitting fault and apologizing may have been modeled as something safe to do in my household, it certainly wasn't the case for a lot of people. I am someone who is extremely interested in human behavior. I love trying to figure out what makes people tick or why they are the way they are. I love learning things about a person's background that help me piece together a story and hopefully better understand where they are coming from. And something I saw time after time with people who were so against admitting fault or believing they could have possibly contributed to someone else's pain was that they were raised by people who also didn't admit fault or know how to apologize. They weren't raised in a home where it was safe to be wrong. They weren't raised in a home where a mistake was okay. They weren't raised in a home where I'm sorry was said to them much if ever. Instead, their background told the story of a child who was raised to believe that if they did something bad, they were a bad person. Every mistake or failure was a strike against them. Everything was seen as black and white with no in-between, no nuance or gray areas. They were either a good person or a bad person, and good people don't do bad things. Of course, we know that's not true because we're all human and we all fuck up but that's still the message they received on a daily basis. So these children grew up to become adults who could not admit they were wrong. Because in their heads, if they did that, that would mean they're saying they're a bad person. And since no one seems to be able to shoulder the constant weight of feeling like a bad person day after day, they decided they were a good person. So they couldn't possibly do something that a bad person would do. Guess what this means? You must be the bad person. That's the only way it makes sense to them. 
They weren't taught that it was okay to mess up sometimes. To them, there are two types of people, the good people and the bad people. And they, my friend, were not going to stand there and admit they were the bad person. These type of people also tend to view others in a very black and white way, as I was saying. So, for example, if a friend hurts them in some way or a partner does something wrong, they've just created evidence that they must be a bad person, and so they drop people out of their lives right and left. They love their boyfriend, and he's the greatest person ever, and then he upsets them in some way, and suddenly he's now the devil himself. Every former friend is now a sworn enemy. These people tend to not understand why people always hurt them when they never did anything but love them. But the interesting thing to me is that under all of this armor and defensiveness, because they are not wrong, they are extremely insecure. They care immensely what anyone and everyone says about them. To an adult with a more balanced viewpoint, a small criticism doesn't feel good, but it also won't completely destroy them. For this type of person, that is not the case. Because imagine believing that every small dig or criticism was the same as someone saying, you are the shittiest of shitheads. This person feels insecure and deep down constantly wonders if they are a good person. So everything said to them is put into one of the two categories. All compliments, criticisms, and essentially all forms of feedback are put through a filter where they either hear you saying, I think you are a good person, or they hear you saying, I think you are a bad person. So your true intent doesn't necessarily translate to them. Have you ever had an experience with a person where they became unglued at what you perceived to be something that was not a big deal at all? Chances are they heard, I think you're a shitty person. So inevitably, as these people try to outrun their own insecurities, they fall back on what they know. And what they know is that it can't be their fault because if it's their fault, their whole world comes crashing down. So what do they do? They play looky over yonder. They start throwing out every single thing they can think of that is wrong with the other person. Because if there's an argument, in their mind, someone is the good person and someone is the bad person. So instead of meeting in the middle and at least admitting partial fault or apologizing, they get to work on their defense case. If you've ever wondered why some of these people are willing to betray someone and throw out their deepest secrets or accuse them of anything and everything, it's because it's part of the case. They are doing everything they can to provide proof that they are the good person in the situation. And how do they do that? By proving the other person is really bad. Of course, for those who usually unintentionally behave this way, this results in cycles of guilt and regret where they were emotionally charged up and revealed a friend's secret or said something unfair to the person. You may be wondering why I took the time to explain all of this or why I even think about this stuff at all. It's because when you are able to see things through the lens of a person's background, I believe it makes tolerating difficult people a hell of a lot easier. Once I understood that this type of person essentially feels on trial at all times, it gave me more empathy towards them. Because I imagine that's an exhausting and unfulfilling life, regardless of what they are projecting on the outside. I will close by saying I am not advocating that you put up with a bunch of bullshit from people just because of their background. 
I'm simply trying to help you understand this type of person so that you can move on and not let their lack of emotional maturity completely unravel you. Because there were years where these sorts of people drove me up the wall. I would do anything and everything to pin them down with the truth so they'd have to tap out of the argument and apologize. But it was always like trying to nail jello to a wall. They would always somehow escape it or deny it, no matter what, and it used to send me over the edge. But I was the one who was wasting my time. I'm sure you've heard the line, people see what they want to see. But have you ever thought about this one? People see what they are taught to see. You and I see what we were taught to see, and we will continue to see everything through that lens until we are willing to consider that maybe what we saw isn't what we should repeat. So this is where I want you to ask yourself if you feel safe being wrong and apologizing. Because if the answer is no, there could be a huge blind spot that you aren't even aware of that's sabotaging your relationships. If you truly want to move forward in your life, you must be willing to take a critical look at how the past has shaped the way you currently see the world. And you must ask yourself if perhaps any of those past beliefs and influences need to be reviewed again to ensure that you haven't just been continually fucking yourself over. If this applies more to someone you know, then I hope this episode has helped you see a different perspective that can help you let go of some past resentments. A perspective where you can see that maybe, just maybe, it wasn't as personal or as intentionally mean as you once thought. The world will tell you to not admit fault. But I hope you feel a little safer doing just that this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to email me for any reason, you can do so by emailing podcast at katieforbus.com. You can follow me on social at katieforbus on Twitter and Instagram. And the podcast Instagram is motivatedaf with kf. And as my dad, Dean Cook, used to say, please do not let a dream delayed become a dream tonight. I don't hold my liquor. I don't share my business. Don't like to ask permission. I'd rather give forgiveness. Cause I take my cue from a condemned man. So I break their rules. Away.